The Chicago Bears will travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys in Week 8. Can the Bears pull off another upset? All that and more in this crossover episode of the Locked on Cowboys and Locked on Bears podcast. You are Locked on Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun. It's easy to play. No competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five player, players, and if they score more or less in their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It takes literally less than 60 seconds to enter. It is that easy. We live, love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys. Joining me today is Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears, coming off a huge Week 7 win against the Patriots. Lauren, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. It's amazing what a big win on primetime can do for your season. The fan base was on the edge after their loss to the Commanders, and all of a sudden, Life is good again in Chicago. Yeah, and I think Cowboy fans watching that game were hoping that the Bears would look so bad and that the Cowboys could kind of stumble into week eight and just, you know, crush the Bears. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to have a a fun matchup here. Let's get right into it. Lauren, what's the biggest storyline for the Bears after seven games? Yeah, I think big picture right now, it's can they continue how consistent the offense looked against the New England Patriots and underneath that umbrella is a lot of the bigger season storylines about Justin Fields' development the offensive line in front of him the wide receivers and then of course the running game being a big factor in all of that but you know how much of this was just a really good game plan for the Patriots specifically and how much Mm -hmm. of this is going to be sustainable you know week in and week out the Bears had an extended break between their week six game and their week seven game. And they went from a Thursday night game to a Monday night game. So it was kind of talked around the team as a, a mini bye week. They had more time to sort of slow down, reevaluate things and put together a much longer sort of game plan preparation for the Patriots. And so now on a, a slightly shorter week, getting ready for the Cowboys, it's not drastically shorter, but you lose a day. Shorter. Sure. Can they, can they work that same magic again? Or, or is this team going to fade back to the anemic offense that we saw for a lot of this season? It, it definitely seemed like there were some, there were some parts of the game plan against New England that were New England specific, you know, a lot of man coverage from the Patriots and the Bears ran a lot of like rub routes and stuff that probably not going to see the same approach against the, the Cowboys. But the unveiling of the new Justin Fields led running game looks to be a more permanent fixture. And I imagine they're going to find new ways to add wrinkles to that against the Cowboys this week. Yeah, more designed runs by Justin Fields. I think I saw the stat at PFF, I think 11 design runs. I mean, the formula is the formula is there, Lauren. Like, if they can run the ball this well, they can keep Justin Fields from making you know the, the one big mistake in the passing game. I mean, I think they can hang with some really good teams in the NFL. We saw that last week. Yeah, it's it's just hard because we're less than two weeks away removed from watching them lose to the Washington Commanders and yeah. score seven points, right? It's like it's easy to, to see the Patriots game, and it's like, oh yeah, like they figured it out. They're they're good from here. They're they're done messing up that way, and it's like, well. 
you know, fool me once, shame on me, but fool me six times this season. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to get too caught up in one really good game. And well, let's, let's wait and see just how well they can do it again against a really good opponent like the Cowboys. Yeah. And on the Cowboys side of things, it's just, what does Dak Prescott look like in his second game back from the thumb injury? I thought he played okay in the first half. And then in the second half, nearly flawless, uh, 10 of 11 for 102 yards and a touchdown started to feel a little bit more comfortable what does he look like against the Bears who have an extremely young secondary? By the way, Jaquan Brisker, absolute stuff. I'm just yeah. Cow- lot of Cowboy fans are a big fan of Brisker. So that it's kind of exciting to see. Uh, but how can they do against this pass rush who, you know, outside of Robert Quinn, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but they just don't offer a lot of juice. If Quinn hasn't been offering a lot of juice this season either. He's the, he's the name for sure, but in terms of production, they're, I think they're at the bottom of the league in terms of pressure percentage from, from pro football focus. I, I will say, though, Robert Quinn made Trent Brown's life uh, miserable on Monday night. And that's what I'm afraid that he could do against Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' rookie left tackle. Like, Quinn's sack numbers aren't there, but he can impact the game even if he's not getting a sack. That, that's just what we're yeah. keeping an eye on. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he's, like, he's, he's among the league leaders in the highest rate of double teams that he faced. Yeah. Like, there's, there are, it's not just like him being quote-unquote bad again. Yeah. Like, it, there's Clearly, with Khalil Mack no longer on the opposite side, he gets the attention. So he's getting a lot more chips from tight ends. He's getting sure. a lot more slide protections over to his side of the field. And the problem is the rest of the Bears' pass rush has been more or less non-existent. Justin Jones, their three technique, has had some flashes and some decent interior pressure, but they haven't got nearly consistently enough from the other edge rusher rotation mm-hmm. on the other side. You know, Al-Qadim Muhammad, the veteran from the Colts, brought over from Matt Eberflus, has been one of the worst defensive ends in NFL, yeah. I'd say, overall. Yeah. And then they like the upside of their young guys, Travis Gibson and Dominic Robinson, but you're not getting it on a snap-to-snap pass rush basis. So you know they'll occasionally bring in a blitz on third down that'll shake some things up but overall this is not a defense that's winning with its pass rush they win at best with their coverage justin jones a fun follow on twitter if you have if you don't follow him uh yeah for the cowboys it's just can or will they open up the offense a little bit i think kellen moore and mike mccarthy were a little hesitant against the lions especially early in that game to let Dak just cook right like it's understandable it's his first game back you don't want him taking a bunch of hits but now that they've seen the accuracy is it's fine He's comfortable in the pocket. Is this the game that they really try to unleash him and that they throw the ball down the field and they they put more receivers in routes? I'm not sure, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the idea for the Cowboys is, hey, we have a, a week nine bye. Let's run the ball, you know, run the crap out of the ball in this game and keep Dak healthy. And if we can get out on the other side of the bye, you know, we'll feel really good about him going forward. So for me, Lauren, it's just, how do the Cowboys plan to attack the Bears' defense? Because I, I think they can have success either way. I'm just curious to see which way they go about doing it. Yeah, certainly the Bears have not been strong in run defense for the majority of this season. Last week against the Patriots, it was another one of these, like, here's something they've been struggling with all season and it worked really well in one game. So they were able to kind of shut down Ramondre Stevenson over there and, and limit and really make Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones have to throw yeah. a lot. But yeah, we had six games before that where run defense was a problem. So, like, is it is it fixed or is are the Cowboys going to be able to pick back up where you know, the commanders and everybody else before them had left off? Yeah, and this isn't the Chicago Bears interior defensive line that we're used to seeing. I mean, they lost yeah. a lot of players this offseason between Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols and Eddie Goldman. Like, they're playing – I mean, they're playing some guys that probably shouldn't be playing right now, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, their nose tackle, Angela Blackson, was – 
you know, like third string last year behind all those guys. And they didn't really upgrade or replace them. They just, Eddie Goldman retires. And of course, Akeem Hicks is 33 and injured. And, and you know, they, they kind of had to move on. They had to. Positions. They had no choice. But they didn't have a lot of cap space to replace them with stellar players. And that's why they went out and tried to sign Larry Okunjobi, right? Like they thought that would be the anchor of the middle of their defense. And ultimately that fell through. But all right, we're going to talk about some matchups in this game that we are excited to see because there are some really fun ones uh, to talk about. But before we do that, I'll tell you guys about bird dogs. Bird dog pants are absolutely perfect for fall golf. I love playing golf in the fall. It's abs- it's so pretty up here in Erie, PA. Uh, you might not play like Tiger on a bender, but you'll feel just as good. Uh, Lauren, you and I, we we got some sweatpants here over the last couple of weeks. Absolutely incredible. I cannot express how comfortable they are. My wife saw them. She she absolutely loved them. Go to birddogs.com and enter promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That is birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free bird dogs rope app with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you. My recommendation, go with the sweatpants. You can wear them all year long. Uh, they even, I mean, look nice. I wore them out to a restaurant the other night, and I don't think anybody noticed. Go go with the, uh, with the sweatpants. <laughs> Excellent. Well, whether you're looking to pop the question or have a milestone to celebrate or just want to let your love sparkle, our friends at Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. They offer the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring or the perfect piece of jewelry to commemorate a special milestone. But, hey, if you have any trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget level. And you can shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in a discreet packaging, too. So if you're trying to buy that special surprise gift, you don't want her or, or him to see what you're ordering. Blue Nile will make sure that it comes in nice and, nice and casually so you can... Mm-hmm. Grab that from the front porch and, and hide it before anybody figures out what's going on inside. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use our promo code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code Locked On. All right, Lauren, let's talk about the matchups that we're the most excited to see in this one. You go ahead and go first. What what are you looking forward to in this one? So one of the things the Bears did against the Patriots was they put Jalen Johnson, the cornerback, Mm -hmm. in more or less shadow coverage against Devontae Parker. And it's not something that the Bears have done with him up to this point this season. It is something that we saw the previous regime do with him more often. And so I'm wondering if in a game like this, do they go to a similar game plan against CD lamb? Are we going to see Jalen Johnson follow CD lamb across the field, across formations? Of course, that's not, you know, one-on-one man coverage on every single one of those snap plays after the snap, but lining up across, you know, your best cornerback against the top receiver on the other side of the field. And for the most part, you know, Parker versus Jalen Johnson last week was one catch. It was for like 38 yards, but it was, it was a, a great ball. catch. It was, it was great coverage too. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was perfect pass, perfect catch and good coverage, but just better pass and better throw. So like, that's the only catch that Jalen Johnson allowed to Devonte Parker in that game. So, you know, do they, do they take that same kind of approach? You know, Jalen's usually just sort of the right cornerback and they kind of leave him mm-hmm. on that side of the field. And certainly, you know, that CD lamb will move around a little bit and will they have, will they have Jalen Johnson follow him around or are they just going to leave him to that side? I, I want to see, you know, the bears, number one cornerback matchup with, 
another really good young wide receiver and see you know, who can win that matchup or if they can force Dak Prescott to have to throw other places. They certainly have other good targets, don't get me wrong, but if you can take away you know, that, that number one type of option, you know, it, it limits a little more of what the other offense can do. Yeah, it's, it's a really good one. Uh, I think Jalen Johnson's one of the most underrated corners in the league. I know he's just kind of coming back from injury now, but when he's, when he's healthy, he's really good. So I would expect the Cowboys to move C.D. Lamb around. Uh, I don't think Johnson's game is playing out of the slot, but C.D.'s is, right? Like they're going to motion in, him in. They're going to have him in some stack coverages so he can't get pressed at the line of scrimmage. That's where it'll be interesting to see if, Johnson does follow Lamb, but I want to stay on this kind of receivers really quickly. Michael Gallup uh, had two targets last week, no catches. After the game, Kellen Moore said, hey, I got to do a better job of getting him early touches and getting him involved in the offense. I'm curious to see if this is the game that they try to feed him a little bit, whether that means if Johnson's not guarding him, because I think that's a bad matchup for Gallup. If it's Kyler Gordon, or somebody else guarding him. Like, I wonder if this is the game that the Cowboys do try to get Michael Gallup going. So I just think the, the Cowboy wide receivers against the Bears defensive backs are really interesting. Who else plays on the outside for the Bears outside of uh, Jalen Johnson? Yeah, so the way they do it in base defense, which they don't run very much of, but in base, Kyler, or Kyler Gordon, the other rookie, is the outside cornerback. And then yeah. when they move into nickel, Gordon moves into the slot and they bring Kendall Vildor off the bench. Vildor was their starter last season and was pretty bad last year. And he's he's bounced back this season, you know, kind of a, a former fifth round pick from a couple of years ago. And it, we were kind of dreading collectively that, you know, him in the starting lineup again, but he's really settled in a little bit more, has some experience under his belt. And not that he's been any sort of like top flight cornerback in the league, but has not been nearly the liability that I think Bears fans were expecting him to be in a little bit more reliable than than we might have thought not that you'd think he's going to shut down anybody but you know it's not going to be this glaring hole for for opposing offenses to attack necessarily uh, I want to flip around to the other side of the ball and actually talk about another wide receiver cornerback matchup Darnell Mooney against Trevon Dix now Mooney is not a big receiver like he's his game is built off speed and quickness Trevon Diggs is six foot two 210 pounds and you would think that that's a bad matchup for Diggs, who probably runs in the four fives. But if you look at him kind of historically throughout his career, Diggs has actually struggled against big receivers, and he's dominated the smaller receivers, right? Because he can kind of block out, uh, you know, some some windows. And quarterbacks are a little bit scared to throw to smaller receivers on Diggs because of his kind of size and catch radius. I'm really curious about this one. Diggs really baits. Uh, quarterbacks into trying to throw the ball deep because he tracks the ball so well. I'm just interested if Justin Fields is going to want to try to take chances against Diggs down the field in this game. Yeah, Fields is certainly going to take chances downfield, whether they'll be against Diggs specifically or not. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. He definitely isn't isn't shy to, no. to to trust his arm and even his receivers to have a shot to go downfield on those throws but you know much like you mentioned with cd lamb the bears are going to do something similar with darna mooney he's kind of their primary slot option when they bring in you know three receiver sets they'll certainly play him outside plenty but he's not he's not locked into one side of the field so they're going to move him around a little bit and and try and get some of those matchups that you're looking for but i think the the bears have been at a point offensively so much this season that like you've almost like it's not even been like hey you know are they going to attack this player in this matchup it's just like can they move the ball at all right can they can they consistently throw the ball 
downfield. I mean, they, they have had very few games over 200 passing yards. Certainly Mooney has been their, their go-to option and they've done a lot of different things to try and get him open and make him a more prominent part of this offensive game plan. But, you know, if, if the Dallas Cowboys can kind of keep him under wraps, the Bears don't have a lot else that they consistently go to and trust in the passing game. They certainly throw a lot of more screen passes than a lot of teams in the NFL. So you'll want to watch out for that. But I, I really think Diggs is going to be a fun matchup because he, he might have a shot to get his hands on one. Justin Fields will put one in harm's way every game. It's a matter of whether the DBs catch it or not. Yeah, for your Locked On Bears listeners, I should mention uh, the Cowboys slot cornerback in this game, Jordan Lewis. He got injured on his interception last week. He had uh, Liz Frank surgery on Sunday night. He's out for the season. He will not play. So that means the Cowboys' new slot cornerback is Deron Bland. Uh, he it was a fifth-round pick by them this year. He's not like your usual slot corner. Like when you think of slot corners, you think of like 5'10", small, tough. Bland is a Dan Quinn corner. He's six foot one and a half. He's, uh, he's got really long arms, 32-inch arms. And this will be the first start of his career. So – while a lot of Cowboy fans like Bland a lot, this could be a really weak game for him or, you know, a kind of welcome to the NFL moment. If I were Luke Getzey and the Bears, this is the matchup that I would try to target, right? Try to get Mooney on Deron Bland and see if you can create some big plays in the passing game. Just something to keep your eye on. Yeah, I I think if, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, one of the matchups I'm looking to take advantage of is Demarcus Lawrence versus the Bears right tackle Larry Borum. I mean, certainly yeah. everyone's going to circle the Bears' left tackle, Braxton Jones, as a fellow rookie fifth-round pick. And neither tackle has been like stellar. But last week against the Patriots, it was really that right tackle spot where Matthew Judon w- yeah. was getting a lot of the pressure on Justin Fields. And I think Demarcus Lawrence is even a, a good step above that. And so the Bears didn't do a ton to give him help on that right side. But I, I think there's going to be some some added pressure in that regard because it seems like you know Fields, for the most part, is is able to get around pressure sometimes when it comes like around the outside of the edge, but so much of that edge pressure was coming, like beating him to the inside. And yep. when that pressure starts coming right in Fields' face, it, it, it's a more challenging pocket maneuvering for Fields. And pocket presence has been a, a weakness of his over time that seems to be getting a little bit better, but you can still you can still catch him on a sack that he probably shouldn't give up at some point. Well, and I, I have to ask, Lucas Patrick, the center, got banged up in this game, left with a toe injury. Is he going to play uh, here in Week 8? You know, the Bears are always very – silent about injuries and they they haven't even they haven't even said whether it's day to day or week to week at, at the time by the time we're recording this so I'm guessing probably not given how he exited and was was listed as doubtful but never say never but I'm I'm thinking probably not okay uh, all right let's uh let's talk about our predictions for this game but before we do that we want to tell you about simply safe all right here is a sports analogy for you when it comes to burglars your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. That is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your security or your safety is the only thing that matters. They're cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so that you know your home is safe. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras from you know, inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. 
Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Lauren, it's favorite part of the week. Prediction time. How do you see this game going here in week eight? You know, I was surprised to look and see from our friends at Bet Online that the Cowboys are nine point favorites in this game. I'm certainly not. I'm not surprised the Cowboys were favorites, but that's about how much the Patriots were favored last week in that Bears matchup. Where everyone was wrong. I'm certainly not expecting the Bears to play and you know on both sides of the ball that well and have anything close to that kind of a score in a game like this. And honestly, like I've been a big believer in the Dallas Cowboys this season. I'm, I've always Thank been a, a big Dak Prescott guy. I think, especially as he's got more time to to heal up and get a little bit closer to, you know, game shape and back out there. I, I think this is going to be a Dallas Cowboys win. I, I think best after last week, the Bears will be able to keep it close. And I think the Cowboys will sweat this one out more than they might, the more than Cowboys fans might think when you look at the totality of the Bears season. Like I would definitely think I'd take the Bears plus nine on, on that spread. 100%. But, but I, I'm, I'm leaning a Cowboys victory. I think it'll be a little on the lower scoring side, you know, maybe like, 20 to 17 Cowboys, 21, 17, 24, 20 in that type of range where both teams find the end zone a few times and the bears are right there in the late moments of the game. But Dallas is just a little bit better, a little bit more fine tuned at this point. And the bears build on some of their success last week against the Patriots, but not enough to just like cruise as some dominant team all of a sudden. I think this game is going to be very similar to what we saw last week for the Cowboys against the lions, where if you look at the final score, you think the game was a blowout, but if you watch the game, it was much closer than that. I think the score was 10 to three at halftime or something like that. 10 to six at halftime. I think this is going to be a tough game for the Cowboys and probably an ugly game. Like Lauren, I won't be shocked at all. If we're going into the fourth quarter and this game is 13 to nine and Dallas is down, like <laughs> yeah. the, the bears match up on offense. Well, with Dallas, like the Cowboys are by far the best team in the league on like third and six and third and seven. So if the bears get into obvious passing situations Dallas should do well but if the Bears just run the ball and they get to third and one or they just avoid third downs altogether because they're really running the ball I could see this being a really really tough game for the Cowboys so I will pick the Cowboys to win but I think we're going to have a 17 to 16 type of game where maybe the Cowboys are up by a point with four minutes left and they've got to grind out the clock I, I I don't see a blowout here I I just don't. The Cowboys passing offense isn't to the point yet where they can blow out teams. So they're going to let teams like the Lions or like like the Lions and the Bears hang around for a while. Yeah, the Bears have been all season long one of the best second half teams in football. They're giving up an average of like five points per game in the second half. They've only allowed two touchdowns in these seven games. Like they've they've been remarkably resilient at like even when stuff hits the fan in the first half that they come out of halftime with really effective halftime adjustments. Their defense dials in, their offense starts scoring a bit more, and they've been right in the mix late in so many of these games. So I agree that I, 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 don't, well, I don't see the Bears pulling off another big upset. I also don't think Dallas will be in a position to just blow them out and, and yeah. sit, sit the fourth quarter with Cooper Rush back in the game by choice as opposed to yes. by, uh, by necessity. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank everybody for, for tuning in to Locked on Cowboys and Locked on Bears and making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. 
We also get to see our guy Peter over there just on Sunday nights, just being upset about the Packers. So that's that's a lot of fun. That's something that you and I can both agree on, right? Seeing yeah. Packer fans go through the season is like a, an absolute treat. That, that's been like the be- one of the best parts of this crazy 2022 season is everything happening in Green Bay. We're, we're soaking it up. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Please go uh, check out the Locked on Bears podcast. Follow Lauren on Twitter. He's a fantastic follow. Uh, check out the Locked on Cowboys podcast on YouTube, all the places that you would download uh, podcasts. Lauren, enjoy week eight. Can't wait to talk to you again. Hey, it should be fun. Best of luck.